Hey friends, welcome. Welcome to the middle of July. I just can't believe how fast summer is going. Uh, to be honest, I get a little sad about that. All right, let's talk about emotional intelligence. I'm excited to talk to you today about emotional intelligence, about how you can learn emotional intelligence, how you can teach it to the people you love, to your children. And I'm going to get to brag on my kids, which always does a father's heart good. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. Let's talk about emotional intelligence today. Uh, A few weeks ago, I think I mentioned this in last week's episode. A few weeks ago, we were traveling. It was just kind of a mess. We're, I'm sitting down. It's it's after midnight. I'm tired. I've been up since early in the morning, uh, and and I'm just sitting away from my family. I'm not really doing anything. I'm just trying to process everything that's going on. And we're waiting. To be honest, we're waiting for a taxi to show up to take us to where we were staying. My son walks up. He's eight, and he says, "I'm sorry." And I said, "Buddy, you don't have to be sorry. You didn't do anything." And he says, "I, I know, but I'm sorry that this is happening to you. And I, 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 you're a dad, and it must be hard to watch your family go through this. And it's hard for you. And I just want to sit here with you. And that is at eight a demonstration of emotional intelligence that is better than a lot of people that I work with as adults. A lot of people that I interact with as adults." And to be honest, I feel like my wife gets the majority of the credit for him understanding emotional intelligence. She's constantly teaching it. And that brings up a question that I often hear. Well, how do I learn emotional intelligence, you know, or how do I teach it to my children? And that's what I want to talk about today. Because on that same trip, uh, we were out, we did a, we took a charter fishing trip out into the river by where we were staying. And, and you know, it's like four hours and the girls are catching fish and, and Eric and I are catching some fish. And Joey wasn't really catching fish. He's a, he's eight, so he's a little small for the type of fish that he's going to, you know, hook. And he reeled it in, and we helped him a little bit. But by and large, he just kind of has fun. And invariably, he hits his limit, and he kind of gets tired. And he's like, oh, it's so hot, and the sun's beating down on you. know, we went out in the morning, so as we get closer to noon, the sun's beating down on you. He's like, oh, it's so hot. Oh, I just want to go back. And he's kind of doing that kind of thing. And my wife leans down, and she just simply asks him, how do you think the guy who is providing this service to us feels hearing you complain? Do you think he wants to hear you complain? In other words, what do you think his emotions are about what you're doing? And, and so I share the story because, you know, a lot of times people will, will their children will do something like that. And rather than actually, uh, in my opinion, take advantage of the emotional intelligence education moment, They'll just shush the child. They'll just shut the child down like... Rah, 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 rah. And, and they not only does that not work typically, but they lose the opportunity to teach their child like, hey, are you thinking about the other person's emotions? Now, here's the thing. They can still shut it down. It's not either or. But I think if you taught the emotional intelligence, it would shut itself down naturally. And I'm a big fan of that. Now, before we go too far, let's use the Oxford Dictionary, our friends over in England, who, by the way, did not win the 2020 UEFA Cup. Go, Azuri. Uh, Okay, so they define emotional intelligence, the capacity to be aware of and control one's, oh, excuse me, aware of, control, and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships 
judiciously and empathetically. And in both the illustrations that I've already shared with you, you can see that in the one case, my son was very empathetic. In the other one, he had to be reminded to be empathetic. And this is part of teaching your children how to express their emotions, how to be emotionally intelligent. I think it's three steps. The first step is you teach them to ask themselves, what am I feeling in this instance and how am I expressing it? And then the other side of that coin, okay, so it's the, still the first step, but it's the other side of that coin, is what are other people expressing and how might what might they be feeling? In other words, we flip it. So for ourselves, what am I feeling and how am I expressing it? For others, what are they expressing? Because I can observe that. I can, I can look at other people and I can observe what it is that they're expressing, whether they're talking, yelling, their facial expressions, the, their skin, uh, right? Like if their skin, if their face is flushed, those types of things. I can look at those behaviors. I can look at those words and I can ask myself, what might they be feeling? So we start with ourselves. What am I feeling? How am I expressing it? Then when we flip it to other people, what are they feeling and how are they expressing it? So we start with self-awareness, right? And this is why, what am I feeling and how am I expressing it? And you can do this with your kids. You hear people say all the time, use your words. Using your words is great if the child knows how to identify their emotions first. And so a lot of times, you know, when we're, when we're working with our kids and, and, you know, we've been able to kind of, not kind of, we have worked on this differently with each of the kids uh, and with our son, you know, we tend to say, okay, well, wait, what are you feeling right now? Can you tell me what you're feeling? Can you get that word out? Or, or like when he was little, he would kind of make this, Rah! okay, so are you feeling upset right now? Are you feeling angry? You know, helping your child have vocabulary is really good. We just want to make sure that we match that vocabulary to what it is that they are expressing or, 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 or excuse me, or what they're feeling. And so what are you feeling comes first for self-awareness? What am I feeling? And then how am I expressing it? That's self-awareness. And then we talk about others awareness, right? Like, like what is the, what is the awareness that you have for others or in, in parlance, counseling parlance, a lot of times you hear social awareness. What are the people around you expressing and what might they be feeling? Now you start there and the next question is going to take that a little bit deeper. I remember I said there's three, but when you look around you at how, how socially aware are you of what's going on? How socially aware are you of things like body language? It's always interesting to me. Uh, I, I, there, there are some, you know, there are things about being a counselor that I just shut off, but one of the things uh, whenever I'm in a group, I like to watch the people talking around me and I like to watch and see who's picking up on social cues and who isn't. Who's picking up on the social cues around them and who is stuck and not picking up on those social cues. That's honestly a lot of fun for me to do. I, I enjoy that because, you know, you'll see somebody and they're talking to somebody and their body is completely turned. One of their legs, the toes are pointing away from the other person they're trying to get away and the other person is just talking and there's no awareness of the social cues. If you go to a church that has any amount of people in it at all, you will see this after the sermon, after the service is done. Go out, stand in the lobby, the, the coffee room, whatever your church calls it, and watch. If you go to a sports game and someone shows up 
that isn't part of your group and starts talking to someone in your group. Watch their body language. It's really, you'll tell how, you can tell how engaged they are into the conversation. And, and so it's important that you, that you become socially aware. What are people expressing and what might they be feeling about whatever's happening? What are the clues in what they're expressing? What are the hints in what they're expressing? And how might I better be able to understand their emotions based on what they're expressing? All right, question number two. What might my behaviors be stirring up in the other person? What might my behaviors be fostering in the person that I'm that I'm working with? This is social management, and, and we're starting to look at behaviors now, right? As a lot of times people don't tend to think of emotional intelligence as part of behaviors, but emotional intelligence is expressed through our behaviors. So what might my behaviors be stirring up in the other person. This is what my wife was doing when she looked at my son, our son, and said, hey, what do you think this guy might be feeling about what's going on with you? Do you think he wants to hear you complaining about this trip? She's asking him to consider what might his behaviors be stirring up in someone else. And this is a really good emotionally intelligent question. What might you be stirring up in someone else in what might their feelings. Now, I'm a big believer in nothing makes us, right? I can't make anyone else or anything like that. But we can hurt other people's feelings. We can encourage other people. We can foster emotions in them by our behaviors, by our words. And so when we start to ask ourselves, what might my behaviors be doing to the other person? We're, in, we're investigating how might we be impacting their emotions, which is emotional intelligence. I had a colleague, or I guess I used to have a colleague. He moved to Florida a number of years ago. One of the things that he used to say long before emotional intelligence became popular was, you have to be able to soothe yourself and smooth things over with other people. That first part is how we deal with our own emotions. The second part is how we deal with other people's emotions. How do we navigate relationships? Part of that is asking ourselves, how might my, my behaviors be impacting their emotions? Now, what we're not trying to do here is take ownership for their emotions, right? So there are times, uh, like I had a conversation one time with a business client and I said, you know, you've got a problem here in your company and here's the problem. And, and he felt very distressed over my, my statement. I can't own that. Like, like I get it. And now here's the thing, I can still use emotional intelligence. Okay, well, how might my behaviors be affecting his emotions? What I'm saying would be hard to hear. What I'm telling him would be difficult to digest. And I can accept that without accepting responsibility for his behaviors. I can accept that without accepting that somehow I'm responsible for his behaviors or his emotions. Now, if I walk up and I'm mean, and this is the difference between hurtful and harmful. If I walk up and I'm mean, I'm like, you know what, you're a jerk and blah, 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 and I'm calling them names and I'm violating rules of good communication. Then obviously, while I can't own the responsibility for his emotions, what I'm doing is wrong. And this is the difference between hurtful and harmful that we've talked about. Sometimes you have to say things to people. You have to do things with people. Like if you have to fire somebody, you have to cut them off a sports team. You have to tell them they didn't make the play. You have to tell them whatever it is, it's going to be hurtful. You have to tell them, hey, look, this is something you're doing, but you still can take into consideration their emotions and that's good emotional intelligence. How might what I have to say to them, what might it stir up in them? How might it affect their emotions? And how might I better deliver it? Or how do I plan to best walk that past with them? 
Part of life is just showing up with people. It's just showing up and being present. Just sitting in the moment of being present with them. And in order to be present, you have to understand what their emotions might be. And sometimes you don't know. But we want to start with how might my behaviors be impacting their emotions. And again, and and this is kind of going to be the, the way we're doing this episode. The flip side of that coin is how might their behaviors be affecting my emotions and how do I address that? And I think we've all been here. You know, we've been in a conversation where we feel like, man, something's going on inside of me because the, the behaviors that I'm expressing are not, uh, are are not what I would normally do or, or not what I want to normally be doing. And so then we need to look inward. Okay, what's going on with my emotions? And is this a me thing? Am I misinterpreting what I'm saying? Are they being mean? And sometimes one of the things I talk to, I talk to a lot of people who've been traumatized. And and as they're working through trauma, they're like, you know what? I have this feeling about this person. I was like, trust that feeling. Go with that feeling. Now, I want to be clear. Once I teach them to go with their feeling, I also want to teach them emotional intelligence of, and you need to understand how that might affect their emotions. And is there like a spectrum of normal that we would expect their emotions to fall in? And you can teach this to your children. You can teach this to your children. So my son went to a a play date. I I guess he's going to be the illustration du jour for this episode. He went to a play date uh, uh, last week and he got in the truck. And when I was driving him home, I was like, how was your play date? It was fun. I went swimming underwater. It was like I was floating in space. It was way cool. He said, and she makes the best pizza ever. And I made sure to tell her. And I said, oh, why did you make sure to tell her? He said, because people probably don't always know when they're doing something that's really good. Again, he's quite, he's at, he's doing it without people's intelligence, people's emotions. They, people need to be affirmed. And people might not know that they're doing something good. And so I'm going to tell them. I'm going to make sure that they know that I appreciate what they did. I'm blessed with an eight-year-old. I don't know what else to say to that. I, I don't. I don't. Certainly, I could say that I am blessed with uh, a wife who is the mother of my children and is an excellent teacher. But so we want to we want to start teaching our children emotional intelligence. We want to have emotional intelligence. So we want to understand. Okay, what is it that I'm feeling and how am I expressing it? Uh, to others around me, etc. And then what are others expressing and how might I better understand what they're feeling? So same question, flipped around a little bit. And then how might my behaviors be contributing to the other person's feelings? What might I be doing that is causing uh, fertile ground for what types of emotions to grow in the people around me? This is an important uh, component of, of emotional intelligence, understanding people's emotions around you, understanding how do I engage them? What are some common things that people struggle with? And, you know, if, if I go through this line of inquiry, how might I uh, better understand the people around me? What are the questions that I might have for them? And, and as these questions kind of move us or as we use these questions to move ourselves, through the process of better understanding other people's emotions, we will find that our emotional intelligence goes up. Our emotional intelligence grows. And a lot of people tend to think that emotional intelligence is more important than anything else because all of life is relationships. And and really, emotional intelligence is a measure of relational intelligence. How do we navigate the relations that we're in? 
So start with these two questions. Start with these two starting points. There's actually a lot more that we could do, a lot more that we could jump into. But I want you to consider starting right here with these two questions, these two aspects of questions, so that you can better uh, explain to your children, to, to yourself, what, how do I use more emotional intelligence? How do I better uh, the relationships that I am utilizing good emotional intelligence? Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. Share it via social media. Share it via real life as, as the world opens back up, I hope. Uh, share it with them. It's the best form of, of sharing that I can get is you sharing with your friends. Thank you so much for that. I want you to know that we appreciate it, that I very much appreciate it. All right, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.